Jennifer Nadia is an empowerment coach in love, sexuality, and relationships. She supports beings to come back to themselves and find their truth and power within so that they can become who they were meant to become. Apart from one-on-one coaching, she also guides beings in embodiment practices so that they can recognize, feel, and show their emotions in a healthy way, and also to reconnect with parts within themselves. Some of the topics that are currently part of her work are sexuality, relationships, emotions, shadow work, archetypes, nature, cycles, and oneness. Hello everybody, I'm really, really happy to welcome today for a new episode on the Healer Hub podcast, Jennifer Nadia. Yes, hello everyone. <laughs> Hi Jennifer. So Jennifer is a an empowerment coach in sexuality, love and relationships. And we met on the VITA certifications that we are both undergoing. And I would love to know more about your background story, Jennifer. So how, who are you and what is your story? How did you come to doing the kind of work that you are doing now? Mm, what an interesting question. Um, I would say basically my whole life has brought me to where I am now. Um, but the biggest impact I had was probably around two years ago. Um, I suddenly had a lot of time where I didn't have to work that much and I had a lot of time to just listen to my inside voice of what do I actually want to do in this world and what are the subjects that really resonate with me and it it was a process of a couple of months where I wrote list after list of um, just topics And I started sorting that and the the, the three topics that came up the most was emotions, um, relationship and sexuality. And once I had that written down, I think two weeks later, this coaching program popped up in my inbox. I don't even know. I didn't even know I had signed up for any newsletter or anything. And it just says, do you want to be a coach in love, sexuality and relationship? I was like, this is exactly what I just written down two weeks ago. Um, So that's probably why I started this coaching course. And through that, a huge transformation happened within me where a lot of topics started popping up that I wanted to look at. A lot of healing was happening for my own life and for my own story and for my patterns. So it it was like a deep dive inside of myself. And I'm just slowly coming out of it. I'm like, I feel like I'm like a butterfly coming out of the cocoon not yet the wings are not yet like fully spread but they're there and this is probably a bit how i feel and just a short summary of my story Mm, yeah i love that i love how you put the intention out into the universe and then the universe just delivered (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah it usually happens right (laughs) 
Yes. I'm wondering, you mentioned you mentioned patterns and you mentioned healing and um, I'm wondering what came up for you during the certification and how was your process and what are the most uh, important aspects that came to light while you were undergoing this transformational process? Um, yeah, definitely the, the topic that is coming up and it was actually already started before I started with the coaching program, I think. And through the code, the, 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 the Vita, it accelerated. It, it's the topic of my own shadows and my own um, dark side. And then with dark side, I don't mean evil. I mean just the, the side of us that we often don't look at, that we often hide somewhere away. That was definitely the biggest impact. And it was quite painful to start looking into those topics and start realizing how many things are not aligned within me. Um, and, and because that was such a big transformation for me, this, this shadow side, this, this darkness, this chaotic and destructive feminine side I also have, that I feel very much called to guide other beings to on this journey and support them with their own pain, with their own shadows, with their own trauma, with their own sides within them, like little parts within them that they have never looked at. Mm. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate your courage of, um, diving deep and meeting those shadow aspects of yourself. Um, Carl Jung spoke about uh, the shadow and it's a very familiar topic in the uh, in the in psychology, right? So just for the people who are listening to us, what are some of the benefits that you encountered in your own life and in the work that you do with the clients once you start? taking a serious and profound look at this shadow aspect and the, the parts of you that you cast it away or that, uh, that you cast away or that society helped you cast away? I think the biggest impact for me, and that's also what I see with clients, is that I or clients become more whole. And it's a, I mean, it's a kind of a strange topic to talk about becoming whole like what does it mean and I actually never really understood it before I did this journey either but it definitely feels like finally everything comes together within me and my whole persona and my character and my being just suddenly starts making so much more sense and uh, I can the, the how I could also see it that um this change was happening is that my surroundings started treating me differently. Suddenly I, I wasn't always stuck in my pain or I wasn't constantly like um, triggered by other people, but suddenly there was like me being able to show up as myself and being authentic and being liked for that. And people actually wanting to learn from me, that's probably the biggest impact. And that's also something that I get a lot from 
clients that they say, I notice that people suddenly start treating me different, that they start listening to what I have to say, whereas before they didn't, or that there is more um, harmony and balance in the relationship. Just because the, the person starts integrating, starts taking all of the parts and just becoming one whole being instead of things playing out hidden away, like in the shadows, as I said before, it's, which means it's, it's hidden away. Like you're not conscious of what is happening and it just um, does its own thing. And that is usually doesn't create a lot of harmony. Yeah. And we see that because our lives, like our our external lives, are a very clear projection of our interior lives. And it's the macrocosmos that shows us what is happening on a micro level. So if as a human being you've been casting away aspects of yourself and you haven't listened to these parts who have different needs and express themselves in different ways, then it would make sense that in the outside world, People wouldn't listen to you and to your needs because it's just a reflection of what you are doing inside of you and being at war with different parts inside of you. And it makes sense that once you come more and more towards this wholeness through, well, for us coaching and different other healing modalities, then the outside world would also reflect that back. And there would be more space for you to be received and to be acknowledged into your wholesomeness, into your authenticity. And I always say that for me, the only purpose of life is to really become very familiar and intimate with who you truly are and allow that to self-express in this human form, in this lifetime. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. I really like that you're putting such, you're like summarizing what I've said in such a beautiful way because I feel like I'm more um, intuitively here and you're mm -hmm. very much rational here. I really like that. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, again, it's like the two, two sides of the same coin. When, when somebody else holds the yin, I can mm. hold the yang. And <laughs> when there is, when there is somebody who holds uh, more durational, then I can be into my feminine <laughs> flowy, chaotic, chaotic self. Um, you mentioned something that I want, that I wanted to, to pick, to, to go a little bit into. Uh, and I wanted to ask you which specific shadow parts did you encounter in yourself if that's something that you feel called to sharing um definitely my inner child <laughs> that there were, there is a different pieces of my inner child and different aspects but it's definitely my inner child let me think for a second which part had the most impact hmm. i think What's coming up is the, my fear of rejection. And that was just playing out hidden away. So I, I got hurt by people around me, like friends or family or um, lovers. And I just didn't know what it was. And I couldn't explain it to them. And then I just acted out from a very childish 
um, aspect, um, which usually doesn't really work well. Other people don't know how to react when you're just blowing up in their face and um, can't really explain what's going on. So me discovering that one of my biggest pain in life or fear is rejection really helped me to show up more to to also communicate that to other people to say hey i just realized that when you said this i felt really rejected and i know that it's coming from this and that and what would really help me is if you could do this and that and that i would say has i'm still learning by the way <laughs> i'm not uh, it doesn't always work out that I recognize it. But when I do, I see the impact. I see that I can communicate way more freely from an adult perspective. I can talk from an adult perspective about my childhood pain instead of the childhood pain just whoosh, exploding like a volcano mm. and destroying everything around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's so brave of you to hold um, this aspect of I'm still learning. We are all still learning always. And even if you are a coach and you are supporting other people on their healing journey, that doesn't mean that you've reached this place of enlightenment when you are where you are untouchable and you've already integrated all the shadow aspects. For me, being a coach is more about... <laughs> playing full in with your shadow aspect and like, yo, here it is again. My little girl wants to put out a um, temper tantrum because she's doing business coaching and she invested so much money in this and we're not seeing the results in the first hour, you know, after the first session. So here she is uh, being completely angry and feeling that yet again, she chose wrong. She chose with her heart and um, yeah, it's not working out for her. Like it never works out for her. I've, I found I found what you said really profound because you also modeled the way that from a place of wholeness you show up in a relationship which is when you say x or when you do x I feel like y like like w <laughs> and and what I need is this right and when you when you start expressing yourself from this with with this energy and with with the consciousness that comes into into this way of of expressing your needs then you are really offering the other person the space to one see your pain to acknowledge how what they did landed on your side because maybe their intention was never to reject you or to create pain or suffering, or maybe it was, but then you you both get to see it. And then thirdly, to 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 help you and to to accommodate your needs if they can and if they if they choose to. Yeah. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Thank you. I really liked um, that. I just wanted to speak about that when you said that. I just shared before that I'm still on the path of learning. I realized this is this is really what I stand for. I am not, even if I'm coaching, even if I do workshops and stand in front of 50 people, it doesn't mean that I have life figured out. I'm not standing there as a, a guru of like, I know it all. 
this is not me. I'm standing there as a humble human being, just being authentic, just speaking what I love to speak about. And at the same time, knowing that I still have my pains and at the same time, also speaking about that. And I feel like this is, this is the way forward. This is also all of the teachers I am having. They're like that. They're like really authentic. They're speaking about their pain. They're speaking about their struggles. And I just feel like this is definitely what I would, what I will continue doing in my work. I will show my clients that I am human. Yeah. yeah. Which makes you so human. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> right. Yes. Because I do think that the paradigm where people are putting masks on is shifting. Um, the mask can stay as much on a face before it starts itching and um, having uh, scratches and finally falling, falling off. Um, and then you just need to like constantly play the game of changing mask after mask after mask. Whereas what I found with, with the people that I support is that when I allow myself to be really present in my humanity and to be really present to my humanity, then I create the space for them to also do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that you're not a guru. And I, for me, a guru is somebody who's extremely humble, because they know that they don't know anything and they just allow themselves to to enjoy this human experience. That's what we all came here to do, you know, to experience duality and to let the freak show um, <laughs> really go 100 miles per hour at the speed, you know, like light speed. That's what this this reality is um, is all about. So I do celebrate that um, that you are showing up, um, yeah, really full and human and authentic for the people who are choosing to, to carry, to carry their healing journey with you. Mm. Yes. Mm. So you mentioned certain, uh, certain things that worked for you during the certification program. And I'm wondering what kind of modalities are you using for your clients when they are, um, working on uncovering and recovering and reintegrating their shadow aspects? Mm -hmm. I think first and foremost, for me as a client, I always try and support my clients to find their own truth. Um, Because I believe that I can, I have tools, I have different techniques of how I can ask questions. But I am there to guide my client to figure out what what their solution is, basically. Um, And I do that with a lot of meditations or breath work and just by asking questions or giving them like little tasks, uh, as in I, I still try and find a different word for homework that they can do until next time, just so that they uncover their own inner voice more and more and more and this actually really I didn't think a year ago that this is what I would be doing 
but it feels so much better in, instead of me sitting there and thinking like, oh my goodness, I have to give them a solution to their problem that they have presented and I have to think about it. And that's just so much stress. And, and, and so, and it also doesn't help the clients that I have. It doesn't help them because they actually are coming. Really, it's so funny that all of them have similar aspects. They all came and all had, uh, most of them had the, 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 the goal of stepping into my power and, and finding my inner voice. And it really helped for me as a coach to show up as in, I believe that you can and you, you will find the solution. And just because I had this trust in them and continuously guided them, so what do you think? would help you here what would what what do you think can you do for until next time that that made them start believing that they can and i think this is maybe just everything that people need they need someone that believes in them and that that just helps them to uncover what is already there mm. yeah so, when yeah. when you mentioned that you don't give them advice um that made me think of how that is the shadow aspect of so many coaches therapists um healers because people rarely come for advice mostly because your pieces of advice could come from your own mind from your own projections and they might not be um aligned with who they are and with their highest truth so when you are actually holding the space for them to find the answers within and it's such an overrated <laughs> saying right like you have everything inside but it's so true because nobody else can find the way for you you have the key inside so what you are doing for your clients is um yeah just trusting giving them and mirroring actually to them the trust that probably through conditioning, through this being human in a society that doesn't really celebrate us trusting ourselves and being self-reliant and knowing that we are already powerful by default, naturally creative, resourceful and whole, you are just reminding them and mirroring to them that they already have all their answers um, inside. And just witnessing is such a powerful, mm. such a powerful process of being witnessed and of having somebody to root for you and to celebrate mm. you and when you are yeah like gaining more and more of your um, own personal power and showing more and more as yourself in the world yes yeah. <laughs> I love that there is consensus <laughs> <laughs> So what is your biggest life dream at this moment and how does it relate to what you are doing? Mm. Just two things came up at the same time. I will start speaking about the first one, the first life dream. And sometimes part of me feels like, oh, it's so cheesy. Is I want to bring more harmony into this world because I feel like there is such disharmony with within the the person itself, like I said, that the parts that are not aligned, there is disharmony that creates chaos, that creates, and I actually like chaos, but it creates maybe not such good chaos. And it creates disharmony, how we live with the nature and the earth. Um, so this is a big thing, like that 
before each coaching I give, before each workshop, this is actually what I say. I devote this to more harmony in this world. And I've, part of me feels like, oh my goodness, this is so cheesy. But at the same time, it's what I really feel called to do. So this is a big dream that is outside of myself. Mm. And uh, the big dream for within myself is that the work that I'm doing, that I feel like is serving this bigger picture that I just shared, that I can really step up and do it. Because I feel like I'm still in the beginning and it's, uh, it takes a lot of courage to do. Because there is not many role models of being self-employed and doing your own thing and creating your own workshops. But I really dream that this is going to work because there is so much passion and fire within me to guide clients, to have clients in front of me. I really love it. And actually, even though I'm scared to stand, for example, in front of people, it really fulfills me. If I can stand in front of 50 people and speak about a subject that is dear to me or guide them through an embodiment journey um, or a dance, it's just, it makes me so happy. So I dream that I have more spaces to do this um, and have more people that feel called to come and work with me. Yeah. So, yeah, I see it quite big. And at the same time, there is like fire and passion within me. And at the same time, I'm like, also feel very humble at the moment of um, very much confronted with the topic of no one here on this planet is better than anyone else. And how can you stand in front of a group of people and not think that you're better than everyone else. So I see this big dream and humbleness is such a big topic at the moment. And I, I need to integrate both because I think we can be a teacher or in front or a coach and be super humble and super human and super vulnerable. I think it all works together. I just need to still find this way because I actually dream that it's possible to be vulnerable and humble in front of 50 people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the spark that uh, this question ignited in you because I could just see it <laughs> on your face. Your, your face really brightened up when you were talking about that. And for sure it's possible. Brini Brown is, um, is one of the people who shows up in all her vulnerability on stage and she carried out so much beautiful work and she has like this whole corpus on vulnerability and uh, being brave in in the face of being human and allowing yourself to lead with that vulnerability and i i love the fact that you brought into this into this into our discussion the idea of being better than other people because i do think that it is one of the old paradigms of leadership this hierarchy where you lead people so you need to have something more better higher wider <laughs> mm -hmm. and it may be it is not that it may be it does feel that through your work you are helping us all crumble that paradigm and show that 
it's not about hierarchy and there is space for everybody and the people who resonate with you and who have a contract of growing alongside um, you and your 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 offering into this world, then they are gonna come there. And there is no such thing as competition in terms of soul client because we are so uniquely unique, <laughs> all of us, that there is space for everybody to self-express and to yeah, to find their own our own tribe, our own our own group. Mm. So beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so what motivates you uh, to do this kind of work mm. I think it's my uh, that sounds it's a big word again it feels like it's my calling <laughs> when I because I did it like this like I said this two years ago like this deep inner listening and it's my whole being that wants this it's my whole being for example that wants to be self-employed and not be working for anyone else because I deeply feel that there is a new um, way needed in this world and I don't see anyone that I can work for that follows this so it feels like I need to do it for myself and I deeply love working with people i just love beings human beings um and it gives me joy to speak and talk to them or to guide them so i think my whole being motivates me to do this mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what do you find most rewarding in the work that you carry out in the world I think the the transformation I can see when, like, for example, in this last summer, I gave a workshop about emotions, like people helping people to drop into their emotions and expressing them. And I've had so many people showing up even before I did the workshop and saying that they're so grateful that there is a space like this at a festival where usually it's always about, I'm so happy to be here and it's uh, all is good and the world is lovely. And then suddenly to have this space where you can be sad and angry. So people before that saying, they're so happy that finally there's a space like that. And then people afterwards coming up and telling me for the first time, I was able to cry in front of people for the first time. I really felt my anger and could express my anger. So that is my reward. When I see that people learn something new about themselves, that they have seen a new side. And that's also when I was, when I coach people and they're telling me like, like I shared before that they see a transformation happening and their friends suddenly treating them differently and showing them more respect then I'm so happy. And it's the, the biggest reward for me to see that the work that they're doing and how they're showing up is having an impact. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Who do you find your, inspi your inspiration or 
who do you find is your inspiration or where do you draw inspiration from? Mm. I think it's the similar to what I said before. It's people around me. It's very, um, it can be my friends, it can be my family, it can be my roommates. It's just observing. I'm a, I very much love observing people. So I find inspiration nearly everywhere. I can find inspiration when I walk through the forest or watch how the tree moves in the wind or a bird flying. I can find um, inspiration when I walk through the busiest part of the city and just suddenly an idea hits me or I see beauty or I see people interacting with each other and that could just really inspire me. So I think it's daily life. It can sometimes also be a, a person that I watch a documentary about or that I, people I've learned, like teachers of mine, can really inspire me too. But it can be as simple as a branch moving in the wind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being deeply alive and being deeply attuned to everything that yes. is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So thank you so much, Jennifer. This was really, this was really beautiful to have the time and the space to share and to learn from you. And I'm wondering if you would like to share anything with the audience. Yes, I can um, do a, sh a brief meditation. Don't know how much time we still got. Let's say like five to ten minutes. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. And yes, it would just be a meditation where I can, in a very small way, uh, guide you within to feel what is already there within you. So I invite you to just sit back comfortably wherever you're sitting. Just take a moment to make yourself really comfortable. And just feel what does your body need? Does it still need to stretch or move? Or you can drop into the meditation. And whenever you have found this comfortable position, I invite you to close your eyes. And just for a few breaths. Enjoy this silence and this stillness of just sitting and having your eyes closed.
And then I invite you to follow your breath and notice how your breath enters your nostrils and fills up your chest and fills up your stomach when you inhale. And notice on your exhale how the breath leaves your stomach, your chest, and then your nose. And just follow this flow, this natural flow of your breath a few times. Then I invite you to feel within your body for a place that feels alive right now. A place that maybe is tingling, that is warm, that feels powerful. Just observe your body and see what is showing up for yourself right now. And if you have found this place, start breathing into this place. So when you inhale, you imagine that you breathe into this body part and let it expand. And when you exhale, you imagine that you breathe out from this body part. And if it helps, you can imagine that on the inhale, you breathe in fresh, energized air into this body part. And on your exhale, you release anything that you don't need right now.
And just know for yourself that this is a part of within you that feels very alive, that feels powerful. And that this is a part within you that you can connect to whenever you need to. Whenever you need to feel alive, powerful. Just take a few more breaths to connect, to deepen this connection to this body part. Then slowly let go of this body part, knowing that you can get back to it whenever you desire. And start noticing your breath again. And start following the natural flow of your breath, how it enters your nose, fills up your chest. In your stomach, and how on the exhale it leaves your stomach, your chest, and then your nose. And then start noticing how your body is sitting in the room that you're in. And for a few seconds, just feel this stillness. And maybe this peace when you're just sitting here, not having to do anything. And then slowly start bringing some movements into your body. Feeling whatever your body desires. Does it need to stretch? Does it need to sway side from side? And just follow this. Before you in your own time, Slowly come back and open your eyes. Welcome mm. back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for bringing us into stillness.
So anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up? Mm -hmm. I think I'm good. Great. So everybody can find you on your Instagram and I'm going to add the links in the um, description of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And if they want to reach out for um, sessions with you, they can write to you via Instagram, right? Instagram yeah. or Facebook, yes. Or Facebook, okay. Yes. yes. So thank you everybody for tuning in today. Thank you, Jennifer, for creating the time and the space to share yourself so authentically with us. Yeah, thank you too mm -hmm. for having me here today. Yeah. And we will see you for another episode of the Hitter Hub podcast very soon. Have a happy day, everybody. <laughs>